0: Have you ever thought about doing, like, stand-up or something like that?
1: I've thought of it, but the thought of getting on stage and people, like, throwing apples at me and booing and not laughing at my jokes would make me cry. Totally. Totally.
0: What's up, everybody? It's Jack here with the Pure World Podcast, and today our guest is Kayla Fisher. Hi. So, Kayla, for anybody who's watching right now who doesn't know who you are, do you want to give them a quick rocket pitch?
1: Yeah, sure. My name is Kayla. I'm mainly on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm a social media content creator, and I'm also a musician.
0: A musician. Yes. How long have you been making music for?
1: Um, unprofessionally, since I was like four. Yep. if you ask my mom. And uh, professionally, um, I'm working on my first EP. So that's been in the works for a little under a year now. And it's been a blast.
0: Wow. What was the decision like to make an EP?
1: Uh, Well, uh, originally, I was just kind of working on my social media, working on my TikTok. Mm -hmm. uh, And once I reached uh, an established audience and more opportunities kind of became available to me, I decided that I would take the jump and take the leap and take on that passion project because I've always loved music and met with a producer and from there it's just been amazing.
0: Wow that's awesome. Thank you. And how many songs is it going to have and like when did you write them?
1: It's going to be six songs six to eight um and I've been writing them for the most part over the last year but there is one that um steals lyrics from a song that I wrote when I was like 15 16 so that one's super exciting.
0: Wow and you're pretty big on social media TikTok how did you get started with that?
1: So when COVID hit uh, and everybody was locked up and we had nothing else to do, Mm -hmm. uh, I, like many, jumped on TikTok and started recording silly little videos. And um, once they started gaining traction, uh, it pushed Mm -hmm. me to want to do it more and more. And uh, until the point where I had developed an audience and I knew like, okay, yeah, this is kind of what I love and this is what I want to keep doing. And that's what's taken me to doing it full-time now.
0: How many videos in did it take you to start getting some traction?
1: I would say maybe like, 20 to 30 i think if you kind of put your head to it and you record like a couple times a day you have that one video that does well and then yeah. once that one video does well that doesn't mean every single one after that is going to do well so right. i think it was like 20 to 30 when i had my first what i thought was viral at the time video i think i had like two hundred thousand views and yeah that gave me the itch like i was like oh we gotta yeah, do it again. yeah 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 you um, get addicted
0: to it 100 percent. and you consider yourself like a, a comedian
1: uh i don't i like to just consider myself like me being my silly goofy self on the internet but Mm -hmm. other people consider my content comedy so i just kind of go with what anybody wants to call
0: it i I was gonna say like i I definitely feel like it's comedy Mm -hmm. uh have you ever thought about doing like stand-up or something like that
1: i've thought of it but the thought of getting on stage and people like throwing apples at me and booing and not laughing at my jokes would make me cry so totally
0: yeah i agree it seems like really really intimidating yeah there's like a lot of failure before you hit that first like joke where people actually laugh. Yeah. And it's just trial and error. Like, I feel for those people. But I mean, comedy, I think is what makes the world go round.
1: 100%. And you know, every audience is going to have a different idea of what comedy is. So it's really just testing the waters of like, well, what's funny to the most amount of people?
0: Right, right. How? um, How has it been for you to like connect with your audience?
1: Oh, my God, it's been amazing. It's been so cool. Because a lot of my content is based on like, being a 20 something and not knowing mm-hmm. what you're doing. And kind of being raised in a society where like you're expected to just like be married with kids and a dog and a house on the hill and an established career in your mid twenties. And that is for the most part, not the case. So Uh it's been so fun, like connecting with an audience that is like in the same age group as me and them being like, Oh my God, girl, I relate to this so much. And I also don't know what I'm doing. And so I'm glad like I'm not alone. Yeah. It's just like a nice community.
0: Wow. And with this music coming out, are you like writing songs for your audience or do you like, how much do you keep, your followers in mind when you're like writing and put this, putting this out? Like, are you thinking about them for this specific album or is it all just kind of what is natural to you?
1: Mm -hmm. It's definitely a good like 50, 50 split. I think the good thing about having an audience that relates already with your content is that if you make music that's authentic to you, they already like you and they already relate to you. So um, I think my music reflects the kind of attitude I have in my TikToks where it's like very much boss energy like you're not putting up with shit like you're just kind of going with the flow of life
0: yeah that sounds really cool Mm -hmm. what is the music scene like in in boston
1: it's you know tight-knit but people are so talented here so it's like i've gotten to go to a couple little shows and watch people perform and a lot of bars in boston do live music and Mm -hmm. so like now that i'm doing music i watch them with a different eye like i'm kind of watching them for more of a professional eye and how do you sing certain things yeah how is your band behind you kind of working with you. Uh, right. But no, it's really cool. And I think everybody's really nice.
0: Are you thinking about like what it looks like to tour and do that live music thing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We definitely factor in that like with um, like breathing rhythms and, you know, how long do you think you could hold this note on a stage like, versus the studio where obviously we can, you know, take breaks and right. make sure you hit the note. Um, so all that gets factored in. But yeah, live music is totally the goal and touring is totally the goal. And that would be the dream.
0: Wow. Touring sounds like it's a lot of energy. Oh, 100% like
1: late night show and then early morning. Yeah. Early morning radio interview for, yeah. you know, PR and yeah. press. And then, you know, another show on the road, probably yeah. just sleeping like, in a bunk.
0: Yeah. Oh, sleeping in the bunk. That is one thing that I'd <laughs> like. I forgot about. Yeah. You're in a bus, but and your first tour, it's probably not going to be just you on the bus. It's yeah, probably going to be like a bunk. Oh
1: yeah. Throwing it back to like yeah. kid camping experience. Oh gosh. It sounds
0: like a lot, but also, I do know that touring and and tickets and live performances are a massive part of the income Mm -hmm. of like an artist. I was thinking that like for for artists, um, like selling albums isn't as uh, prevalent these days as it used to be, Mm -hmm. especially with Spotify. It's really easy to like put your music on Spotify, but those people who are listening to your music aren't necessarily like paying you mm-hmm. for that music and so back in the day when you sold a million records and the price for each of those records was ten dollars
1: mm-hmm.
0: ten million dollars of revenue yep and then you can get paid part of that even if it's just 10 percent or something like you're still making a million bucks yeah today when you just toss it all on spotify you get fractions you know you get pennies yeah for plays i was at this like this what was it? It was like a uh, this like big band um, orchestra director was speaking at my college, and she was like really critical of this Spotify age. And she yeah. was saying that uh, back in the day we used to turn on a record player and actually listen to this music, mm-hmm. but nowadays people it's at the fingertip and they can listen. And then on TikTok, it's literally you know a TikTok song you could hear the fifteen seconds or. Six seconds of a song over and over again, and that's what people know.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Are you thinking about like TikTok and like how you can market your music on TikTok?
1: Yeah, definitely. And like, yeah, like you said, you're it's such a short piece of your song, so which piece of the song is going to want people to listen to the whole thing, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think you're totally right. People nowadays, um, they have such short attention spans, me included, and I think that's why TikTok has become so big because we went from Full length things to yeah. YouTube, which was already short form content, right. and now that's too much for us. So <laughs> yeah. TikTok, um, and so it's music. It's the same way, right? Uh, you want how do I get somebody to listen to the whole song? How do I get somebody to listen to the whole album? Yeah, um, but no, that's definitely a, a big factor when you're kind of coming up with music.
0: Yeah, how often do you make TikTok videos?
1: I have a goal <laughs> of posting three times a day. Yeah, is that realistic? it is for like a normal person, but like, I swear I cannot hold myself accountable. So it depends on the day, but the goal is three times a day. And usually, you know, that takes place in reality of one or two shooting days a week where you're mass shooting. And then, you know, you come up with your own little schedule for the week and everything's already in your drafts, ready to post and you don't have to worry about it. Um, but it's just holding yourself accountable to actually do that. Totally. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you have a team that helps you with your like, you know, daily and weekly initiatives?
1: Mm-hmm. I have, um, so I have a team with mutes. <coughs> Swallowed my own spit. No worries. I have a team that helps me a little bit with music. And then I have a separate team that helps me with sponsorships. Cool. And negotiating those. But when it comes to actually filming and content creation and the ideas that I come up with are like the scripts, that's 100% me. Editing, you know, all of that stuff.
0: Yeah. um,
1: And holding myself accountable for when I post and content cre- uh, calendars, that's all me.
0: Yeah, I, it's funny that... You know, you say that you do like the creative side of things mm-hmm. and like the editing. I find that like editing is something that's easily outsourced. Mm-hmm. But once you give away that creative control, like it's no longer your baby and like it could, it can come out in a different way. Oh, hundred And then you end up micromanaging your mm-hmm. video editors and that like, you know, it's difficult to get actually what you're envisioning out of somebody else it's that's a huge challenge
1: absolutely because the delivery is yeah so key in like actually right. making a piece of content entertaining and, and if, you
0: have it in your mind exactly
1: and editing can completely change the way a joke or a statement is delivered and yeah, yeah.
0: do you have any advice for young people out there who are maybe like wanting to become some sort of creator
1: mhm yeah it would really be just just start like start now even if you just post a silly little video maybe you don't think too much in it like the more you just get used to the idea of being on camera and not caring what people right. think and posting you know it's gonna drive you to want to do it more and more
0: what about like finding someone's passion mm-hmm. how important do you think having a passion is in and being happy and doing what you love
1: well, I think it's it's huge. I think the good thing is you can have multiple passions, yeah. but trying everything at least once because you might think your passion is one thing and you take one class on one random week because it was discounted and right. that turns into your passion. You know what I mean? Like you don't know until you try. So being passionate about what you're doing is so important to establishing a career where you're not miserable at the end of the day. Yeah. You got to balance your mental health and your career. And if you can be in a place where like you love your career, you're gold.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Everybody who's listening and watching, <laughs> this, this is an episode that had one of the worst uh, mistakes ever. And basically, we filmed a lot more of this, but the audio was not connected. So if you like this snippet of the podcast, then leave your comments and, and send your messages to Kayla to come back on. Thank you all for listening. I'm Jack. I'm Kayla. And this is the Pure World Podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can buy some of Pure World's sustainably sourced adventure gear. And Kayla, how can the people find you and and support you?
1: You can find me on TikTok and Instagram. My handle on both are Kayla Michelle Fisher. Fisher. Can't even say (laughs) my own name. Uh, And the music should be released soon. And for more information on that, you can also find those on my social medias.
0: Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. See ya. Okay. Okay.